You are listening to the On the Go with VAO News Podcast for the week ending January 13th, 2017. Hello and welcome to the podcast, weekly recap of the top headlines from the daily acquisition news. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm Dara Curran, VO content developer and news writer. And I'm Allison Cartwright, fellow news writer. The Office of Federal Procurement Policy has released a third memorandum in its myth-busting series, which addresses effective debriefings between federal agencies and their industry partners to help vendors prepare stronger future offers, ultimately cultivating a more qualified and competitive supplier base, and allowing agencies the chance to improve their own selection processes. Among the helpful tidbits included in the memo are the facts that offerers are actually less likely to protest when they understand their weaknesses and have clarity on the source selection outcome, and conducting meaningful debriefings can even improve the government's ability to gain better value from procurements under the federal supply schedules or when using simplified acquisition procedures. The Office of Management and Budget has extended the expiration of the federal policy of providing accelerated payments to small business contractors as initially implemented by Memorandum M12-16, providing prompt payment to small business subcontractors. The new memo extends the deadline to December 31, 2017 and modifies reporting instructions, starting with the October 1st to December 31, 2016 quarterly reporting period, agencies should report progress of making accelerated payments to all prime contractors and small business prime contractors to the full extent permitted by law, and recount any steps the agency has taken to ensure that small business contractors and subcontractors are paid promptly. The new memo does not change the Prompt Payment Act's late payment interest penalty provision or the requirements of memo accelerating payments to small businesses for goods and services. The Department of Defense has honored several of its acquisition teams with awards, Recipients of 2016 David Packard Excellence in Acquisition Awards, which is DOD's highest acquisition team honor, are the Project Manager Maneuver Ammunition Systems Team, which used an innovative acquisition strategy to reduce times to deliver non-DOD standard ammo from 12 to 24 months down to just six months, and in some cases, even less than three months. Also, the Next Generation Jammer Increment 1 team, which realized $2.4 million in cost savings and achieved $1. million in cost avoidance using should-cost management techniques and design modifications. And U.S. Special Operations Command's Acquisition Rapid Response Light Tactical Vehicle team, which employed a number of different techniques to accomplish multiple tests, certifications, field assessments, and fielding activities in just months instead of years. The Joint Program Office of the Joint Leg Tactical Vehicles Team won the 2016 Should Cost and Innovation Award for using competitive prototyping to help inform cost structures and design decisions. The winning offeror's proposal is expected to save $2.2 billion in life cycle sustainment costs thanks to the team's efforts. Last month, the Army got its own digital services outpost as part of the Defense Digital Service, or DDS, initiative, and now the Air Force has gotten its own digital services outpost as well. 
In line with the DDS model, the Air Force will bring in private sector tech experts to address key cyber issues and vulnerabilities. The Air Force's digital services is going to mainly focus on the department's software difficulties. Previously, DDS was able to solve the Air Force's software issues surrounding the next generation operational control system to manage GPS satellites. To the dismay of the American Small Business League, the Department of Defense won't have to fully release the subcontracting plan Sikorsky Aviation Corps submitted under its long-standing comprehensive subcontracting plan test program. The U.S. Court of Appeals ruled in favor of DOD, saying that the district court's 2014 judgment was incorrect, and in fact, releasing Sikorsky's redacted data on subcontracting plans would reveal trade secrets or proprietary or confidential financial information, which is protected under an exemption in the Freedom of Information Act. ASBL plans on appealing the ruling. The National Institute of Standards and Technology has unveiled a proposed update to its cybersecurity framework. Draft changes include creating standard vocabulary for supply chain risk management, adding supply chain risk management as a new category, and adding a section on cybersecurity measurement. The draft also touches on incorporating cybersecurity measurement in a larger discussion of overall enterprise risk management. Comments on the updated draft are due by April 10th. In a final rule, the General Services Administration is amending its acquisition regulation concerning fair opportunity complaints on task and delivery orders placed against GSA multiple award contracts. The final rule amends the task and delivery orders portion of solicitation provisions and contract clauses to clarify that the ordering agency task and delivery order ombudsman can and should review and resolve complaints, require the ordering agency to include contact information for its ombudsman when placing orders against GSA multiple award contracts, and require the contractor to provide a copy of its complaint to the ombudsman when it files its complaint to the ordering agency. The final rule is effective immediately. The Department of Agriculture has issued a proposed rule to amend the guidelines for designating bio-based products for federal procurement to add 12 sections and product categories related to intermediate ingredient and feedstock materials, which would receive procurement preference. Comments on the proposed rule should be submitted by March 14th. The National Archives and Records Administration has issued a proposed rule to amend the National Industrial Security Program, or NISP, directive. The program safeguards classified information the federal government or foreign governments release to contractors, licensees, grantees, and certificate holders. Proposed revisions add responsibilities for cognizant security agencies, or CSAs, and government contracting activities, identify new CSAs, and make administrative changes. CSAs and other agencies are being included in this for their role in ensuring compliance, including verifying that all current contracts or agreements with contractors, licensees, or grantees enumerate their applicable responsibilities and requirements. Comments are due by February 10th. DOD, GSA, and NASA have a new FAC out today, FAC 2005-95. Five final rules raise the simplified acquisition threshold from $300,000 to $750,000 for Special Emergency Procurement Authority. The limit outside the U.S. rises from $1 million to $1.5 million. Prohibits contracting with an entity whose internal confidentiality agreements would prevent employees or subcontractors from reporting waste, fraud, or abuse. Implement a number of clarifications issued by the Small Business Administration pertaining to the 8A program. 
Disallow a contractor from being reimbursed for costs incurred as a result of a congressional investigation or inquiry. And establish uniform use of line items in federal procurement. All of the rules are effective immediately except for the Internal Confidentiality Agreement rule, which will become effective on January 19th. That's all for this week. If you're a government agency subscriber to the Virtual Acquisition Office website, you can read more about any of the headlines we covered on the same VAO page where you downloaded this podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in again on Friday, January 20th to catch up on all the latest developments from the Daily Acquisition News, provided that is actually a workday for you and you're not hunkering down at home due to inauguration activities. Enjoy your long weekend. Goodbye.